Hello, hello, Carney. This is Peter Holland of the Carney Hub, and you're listening to the Hub Sports Podcast. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Hub Sports Podcast. I'm Peter Holland, sports reporter of the Carney Hub, along with Buck Mahoney, my sports editor. Buck, how you doing today? Doing fine. Getting ready for a very busy week. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. It's state softball week. I don't know about you, Buck. I'm kind of excited. I mean, this is actually my first first time as a high school writer covering state softball. But your thoughts on some state softball, what should we be on the lookout for? State softball is is fun because it's all right there and it's all going on at the same time. Kearney Catholic's been there before. Of course, played in the state finals last year. Be tough for them to get back to the state finals this year. Just was looking. Some people are saying this is the best Class C field ever. I you know I've covered Class C tournaments with Cozad, but Class C is really very good, very competitive. Usually, a lot of good players. Class C is very stacked this year. Starting with the number one seed, Bishop Newman. That's probably going to be the team to beat. Then you got the number two seed, the Carney Cat is going to face on Saint Cecilia. All the way down to the number eight. Cozad and being a Carney Catholic is the seventh seed and even talking with uh with Coach Tidwell, she was just telling me that even at the seventh seed that she's confident enough that any team can win in their brackets and she's feel confident about this team and Carney Catholic have six seniors. They've been in the program for all four years from the day they started the softball program. And I think that's quite intriguing for that matter, especially when I was writing my preview of how it was just four years ago they started the program. And those last three years, they qualified for state. And I just find that kind of fascinating in a way. Coach Russ Heemstra did a good job getting the team off the ground and getting things done the right way at the beginning. You know, too bad that he had to pass away. Uh, then... John Rule did a good job with them last year, and now Sydney's got them this year. So, yeah, other than the revolving door at the coaching position, they've they're a seasoned group with state tournament experience. I think defense has been one of the things that they've done well from the very start. And as long as you can play good defense, you're going to be in the game, even at state. Nobody's going to come just to whack you, beat you. It still comes down to pitching and defense. It does help when you have a pretty good pitcher like Braden Bellacombe. That girl can, she can throw it and she can also hit it too. I'm just impressed. And then you got a speedster like Krista Lee who don't even need to knock it out of the park. She can just run all four bases and there's a home run right there. Anyone on that batting lineup can hit and are talented enough on the defensive side to make plays. Looking forward to see how far they will go. I am too. It'll be an interesting state tournament. No doubt about it. All right, Buck. What do you want to talk about? Carney High, Carney Catholic, UNK. So much to discuss in all three in football. In all three, yes. Um, all three of them won, too. So, <laughs> All three of them won. Um, UNK goes on the road to Emporia. This is going to be a passing team. They had a little trouble stopping the pass a couple weeks ago. So they're going to have their hands full again. They're second in the conference. I think they're the only 4-1 team in the conference. Northwest rallied against Pittsburgh to stay undefeated. So Pittsburgh's got two losses. I think everybody else in the conference has got at least two losses, but still the, the top seven or eight in this conference are very good football teams. It's funny you mentioned about Emporia. 
I was just looking at their schedule. They've definitely been challenged as well. The loss to UCM, they put 695 yards of offense. And lost. And still lost. <laughs> That's kind of mind-boggling in a way. And it, it just makes you want, makes you just think that, of course, obviously, in my double-A, ridiculously competitive, and we've been stressing that enough. But when you have a air-rated offense like that and you put this many numbers, I expect that to be a high-scoring game. And it had. It was a shootout, but yet – you come up short. Again, just speaks to the to the skill and, and the ability in the conference. Uh, you know, talking to Coach Lynn earlier today, actually, you know, this is going to be one of those games where they have to control the ball, have to run the clock, have to keep Emporia off the field. Absolutely. UNK, they're coming off a win against Missouri Western, 35-14. TJ Davis, 9 for 16, 171 yards, three touchdowns, and one touchdown on the ground, and also rushed for 98 yards. I think one thing that really kind of concerned me is that things didn't really got going until Missouri Western put in their backup quarterback. <laughs> that quarterback was pretty good. He was, he was really he was, good. He was quick. He was running all over the UNK defense. I believe he had um also had like 98 yards on the ground. They couldn't find an answer with the guy. And if UNK was up to possession, this could have been a whole different ball game. It got to that critical point in the second half, and UNK stepped up this time as opposed to the week before where, you know, Fort Hayes, you know, took it to him there in the fourth quarter. This time, UNK stepped up in the fourth quarter. Played better defense, better offense. Got the job done. You forgot one more thing. Special teams. Yes, special teams. We, we were just talking about that pre- on the press box. The muff punt all the way to the end zone, and you score right exactly in that end zone. Covered in the end zone for a touchdown. That pretty much gave you the win. You know, I remember just last week just telling you that you got to win all three aspects of the football, offense, defense, and special teams. And UNK managed to do, do all of that. I think it came down to that final drive on that special team play. That pretty much sealed the deal. So that was a good win for UNK. I definitely a needed win for an impressive style point as, as far as an MIAA before going back on the road against Emporia. Well, you're going to need every win you can get. Uh, I was looking at the ratings Northern Suns got, well, with Wayne State now coming into the rankings, hmm. Northern State's got something like four, or Northern Suns got like four teams ranked, I think, hmm. in the top 25. It's going to be one of those situations where the MIAA is not going to be well represented in the playoffs. They'll probably get, they'd be lucky to get three teams in the playoffs, more than likely two teams. We know Northwest Missouri will be one of them. We don't know that yet. It's a good bet, you don't know that I mean, yet. when you're number two in the country, I mean, is there's a good chance, but I'll... You don't know that yet. Things you, could... You can bet on it. You can, you know, speculate, but you don't know that for well, sure. I, I don't know if to speculate when you're the number two in the country, I mean... I'm interested to see how UNK will stack up against Northwest Missouri State down the road. Yes, that's that's a game that we're all waiting for. We just got away another we couple weeks. Couple just another weeks. was it that's uh that's before Halloween, isn't it? Something like that. Let's see. This week no, it's after Halloween. Okay, gotcha. Oh, well, 
Yeah, it's a, it's around it's around there. I know it's by the it's end around, of the month. It's around, it's around Halloween. It's a, by the end of the month for sure. UNK Emporia looking forward to that game on Saturday. Carney High, Carney Catholic, flip a coin. Carney Catholic's easy. They're going to finish undefeated. You're already calling that now? <laughs> I'm calling that now. 9-0. I don't know. When, when the last time Carney Catholic has been finished the season perfect, regular season perfect? Um, Probably not that long ago. I don't recall them finishing the reg, regular season 9-0. Even in 2014, they went on a 7-0, 7-winning streak, but then I think they lost in those final two games, if I recall. You're, you're testing my memory here. <laughs> Come on, Buck. Bring, what, 34 years worth of worth of yeah, reporting? I've seen them lose 18 in a row, so let's <laughs> <laughs> Well, one thing for sure is Carney Catholic likely could go undefeated for the rest of the season. That's the way they've been forming. We were just talking about a defensive performance against Broken Bow, but now their last week win against Adam Central, it was nothing pure offense. Defense? They did all I mean, right of course, defense. good defense as well. I mean, that was a gimme. But I got to say, Buck, I was just literally, I was I was streaming the game while I was watching the Carney High Lincoln game just to, just to multitask, just to see what, what they're doing. When I had it on, it was already 21 and nothing. And that was, that was, Pretty impressive in the first quarter. Being at Adam Central, they're not a bad team. They're really good. They run the football. They still run the football pretty well. They put up over 200 yards on the ground alone, but being that they're a predominantly run team, but they still only, only put up 14 points out of it. The lesson is to not turn the ball over in the first quarter deep in your own territory, especially when you're already behind. Carney Catholic gets you know a short field after they'd already scored once, so you score again. 14, the other team's on his heels. You score again, it's 21. It's, you know, that game got out of hand early. Like you said, it was 21 to nothing before you turn it on. Go back, uh, Carney High versus North Platte. Still one of the real surprising results of the year. Sure. It's touchdown, turnover, touchdown, you know, boom, game over. <laughs> I think we can all agree that that went against Adam Sandler. That is as good as it gets for a Carney Catholic, and they could use that. I'm actually kind of disappointed, Buck. You know why? I was really, I was really hoping, I was really hoping Kozad was going to continue to go their um, undefeated streak of their own, just so it can be like a good showdown with you, Carney Catholic. But nope, Minden took care of them. How about them Whippets, man? Whippets are on a, a pretty good run of their own. Well, Whippets are starting to come up. Better start paying attention to them. I would not sleep on them um, right now. You know, and a lot of times you look at games, and does the score re- reflect more what's happening to Kozad or what's happening to Minden? And I think it's this was a Minden game. This was a game that's told Minden where Minden's at or told us where Minden's at. Sure. More than what it said about Kozad. Carney Catholic takes on Holdridge on Friday. Holdridge, two and five. Of course, I'm sure everyone's going to assume that this is going to be another easy win for Carney Catholic, blow them out, and you could be right. But at the same time, could be wrong. Holdridge been, has been battling. I don't know if you've seen that, but even against Broken Bow, 20 to 16, Broken Bow put a 484 yards of offense on Holdridge and 343 yards on the ground. 
yet it was still a pretty tight game. Even so, Holdridge, they could be competitive. Even going back to um, the Minden game, Holdridge was still holding on. And then that 99-yard run by Carson really set the win for them. But then even before that, it was 21-14 when they lost to Kozak. So it's not like they're not a bad team. They just gone against a team that is better. They haven't gotten blown out lately. So they're in. You know, this is the second year for Coach McLean starting to get things in that he wants to do. Sure. He's from the McLean family, so they know football. Speaking of quarterbacks, oldest quarterback is no slouch either. Jackson Heinrichs, he's pretty decent. He's very mobile. He runs the ball a lot. I mean, obviously the offense is built around him because he can he can do a lot of things with the ball. And I think that could be uh I guess that could be a bit of a challenge for Carney Catholic because I don't think they've seen the style of play like a whole Jackson Heinrichs and he'll do many things with the ball and that probably could be the definitely be a challenge for the defense yeah I think he'll probably be the most uh versatile quarterback right. that they'll play it's usually their pass opponents we know that their quarterbacks they're going to predominantly run the football but Heinrichs can do both ways he can do it all he can throw it or he can run it. So that's just one of those things that where pure assignment football is going to have to come into play and got to be got to be disciplined enough to know where he's going or what he's going to do with the ball. Kearney Catholic's starting to get their defense has done well. And they'll, I think they'll hold up this weekend. I can concur about that. We'll see on Friday night. Kearney Catholic will be at home against Holdridge. Two more games left. Oldrich and then Kozak. Now Carney High, they got a good one. Elkhorn South. It was just what a year ago since they went against each other in the state semifinals. Ten to three was the final score. Bearcats just needed what a few more plays in just to tie the game. Came up short. If that's, I believe that's what went down in last season. My memory's fuzzy because all I remember is the game before that. <laughs> We were st- still hung over yeah, over that still Bell- on the Bellevue still West. That Bellevue hangover, West. Yeah. I definitely will talk to Coach Cool when I'm doing my preview. But, but man, Elkhorn South, just I was doing a little more research about that team, man. What should we be on the lookout? That is a really tough team. They, from all cylinders, they got guys that this is a time where we need to see this Bearcat team got to play more aggressive. And they did that against Lincoln High. But now they got to take it up a notch when you're going against a strong defensive size of might have the size advantage as well when you're going against this Elkhorn South team that's led by their D1 prospect. Noonan is his name, right? Noonan. I've been seeing that he's been getting getting offers. I believe he's the his father was a first round pick, was a first round draft pick coming out of Nebraska. Yeah, Danny was a big boy. <laughs> got any memorable thoughts about um, Danny Noonan. Um, and do you see like a kind of a comparison to his son, Maverick Noonan? Uh, I, both... I haven't seen the son play, but uh, I've, I suppose I saw him a little bit last I've, year. Not, I've seen Maverick's not, highlights. Probably a good good comparison yet. Danny was big, strong, fast, played hard. Maverick's anything like that. He, he'll be tough. He'll be tough. Buck, <laughs> I've, I've seen his highlights. Everything what you just described, Danny. That's what Maverick is. He's fast. He's strong. He's tough. There was one play I saw him line up on the right end of the side, and he made a tackle on the opposite end. That guy can run, and he's listed at six foot four, two twenty five. 
He already got offers, but obviously Nebraska was the first one to get dibs on him. But other notable offers was Iowa State, Michigan State, KU, Missouri, Kansas State, Arizona State. That guy's only a junior, and he looks like that. That's going to be the challenge is how is his offensive line or pretty much the offense in general go how to stacked up against a, a talent like Maverick Noonan. That's always the key is offensive line against defensive line. You've seen Carney High more than I have. Sure. You know, Carney High has always had a decent offensive line. Yeah. yeah. Not like, you know, back 30 years, they, they had a great running back with a not-so-good offensive line. But The offensive line has been, they've been hanging in there. I think it's probably the best way to describe it. But there are times where I've done, I've seen Riley Miller go under pressure a lot. And sometimes the turnovers will come into play because of it. And I don't think that's not too much of a knock on the defensive line, but maybe it's just uh, the situation they're in being under pressure. And I think that's going to be the ultimate challenge of how can this offensive line stack up against Elkhorn's front. But then on the other end, Elkhorn South, is fitted up front as well, that the defensive front is going to have to be challenged going against their aggressive offense. They also got a pretty good running game as well, led by what Cole Ballard. He's he's also a junior. Just last week in their win against Gretna, he rushed for 205 yards, three touchdowns. So this is a team that, again, dealing with Class A, welcome to Class A football. You're going to have to go against another Stag team in the Omaha area and at least try to get a win in Styles Point. That a win against Elkhorn South could really take Carolina a step forward between this Friday and when State comes around. Right. The importance of this game is that Carney can get out of being the 14 or 15, 16, 17 seed. If you can get out of that bottom three or four, which I think a win over Elkhorn South would do that for them. Mm hmm. You know, then you've got a better chance to stick around in the playoffs. The latest, you know, if, if the playoffs were to be held today, Carney would play at Creighton Prep, which is probably as good a draw as they could get out of the bottom four or five, but still not a good draw. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they could beat Elkhorn South, that'd move them up. And then, then there's teams in there they can beat. I think my keys to the game for, based on their performance from last week's against in their win against Lincoln. Obviously, they got to be more physical than Elkhorn South. They got to outman them. We mentioned about Maverick Noonan that they got to do something about him. Double team him, triple team him, whatever's necessary. Make sure that wherever he's lined up, you try to avoid him at all costs in a way. But you also got to, sometimes you got to be tough enough and just run up a gut. And guys like Parker Weiss, Parker Weiss ain't got no fear. He can run downhill. And he also got a really good game rush for 88 yards. I'm not sure that was his um, season high. I haven't really seen his um, rushing yards from the from the wayside, but this is probably the best I've seen Parkwise on the ground. But then also a, another thing that Carney High does need to clean up is a couple things. Is penalties was also was also a problem for them, especially these last few weeks against Lincoln. They had like what nine penalties, costly penalties too. I know Coach Cool he was not thrilled about the giving with that that many penalties. And also mental errors, errors as well. And winning the turnover battle, that also helps. If you can win the turnover battle, you have a chance. And that's always been Carney's strong suit is getting as much turnovers, but yet they also will give away turnovers too. And it will cost them. 
And if they can limit that, limit the turnovers while creating turnovers and setting up the offense for Carney, I don't see why they can't beat Elkhorn South. Yeah, of course, if you win the turnover battle, that's that gets you halfway there. I think there's one more thing they have to do is win all four quarters. I think that's probably the number one thing. That's also been the that's been the problem for Carney all this time, especially the third quarter. It's always the third quarter that gives them the trouble where the team will take off and put up 21 points. They won all four quarters against Lincoln, but now you're going against a more more talented team like Elkhorn South is where you got to win not just the first half, but all four quarters. Yeah, Elkhorn South is much tougher, much tougher than Lincoln High. <laughs> so I'll be covering that Friday night. Looking forward to seeing that. Let's give away some top performers for this week. I'll start with on the boys' side. I gave him before, but I can't deny giving him again. How about Trevor Went from Pleasanton? Rushed for 191 yards and four touchdowns. Pleasanton beat Loop City 38-34. to Trevor Went just continued to impress. 35 carries. He's been getting the ball the entire time. He's a key component for Pleasanton. Got a big line to run behind. We'll see how Pleasanton does this week. This is this will be a tough one for them. But they'll be a host team in the playoffs. They'll have something to say about who in state title. On the girls' side, I definitely want to give it to one of the Carney Catholic softball girls. I'm just trying to juggle which one. It could be Krista Lee. Because Krista Lee, during the district game, she hit that solo home run that pretty much created that spark to um, beating Highway 91. But then you also got Braylon Biddlecomb, who was two for three at the plate. And we mentioned about her batting average. She's almost at 500. And, and if you go back to the sub-district, she had a big three-run home run sub-district. Krista Lee makes some, made some really good plays in the outfield with her speed. She takes away a lot of hits. Like, Carney Catholic's just got a lot of strength in a lot of different areas on the softball team. Do you have anyone on the... I don't know. Do I have anyone? Riley Greaser, obviously. He had a big game against Adams Central. Went over 1,000 yards for the season. That's right. I saw him. He rushed for 173 yards. I think he was over 100 at halftime. Riley did another good game for him. Overton football team won two in a row. (laughs) (laughs) How about Overton football? How about that? They're not going to make the playoffs, but... Anytime you've got a team that hasn't done well and they went two in a row, it's at, kind of kind of fun. Well, at least it's something to build upon the program. I mean, it, it was Overton one of those teams where they're still trying to figure themselves out. Is it are they just young? Is they're extremely young, extremely young. Most of their players are sophomores. There are better days ahead for Overton. Another individual, uh, nothing that really stood out for me. Um, just keep an eye on people like uh, Lewandowski or Ravana, even though Ravana's having a bad year. He's doing okay from the quarterback spot. Uh, Leighton Rohde up at uh, Ansley Litchfield. Keep them in the, in the playoff hunt, and they'll probably have a home game in the first round. Uh, volleyball, uh, I had Chelsea Fisher. She had 20 kills in a two-set match. Pleasanton. FKC tournament, there's five really good teams. Sumner, Amherst, Overton, Pleasanton, they're all good teams. be interesting to see how that shakes out. Buck, Carney Catholic Volleyball, oh my goodness, that is a tough conference. <laughs> You'll notice oh that. My You'll goodness. notice that when I don't the know. state pairings come out. And 
and like eight teams out of the conference will be in the state tournament. <laughs> the Centennial Conference, I could see why they finished fifth, but then going back to the pool play where they just needed one more point to beat Lutheran. But Lutheran just came back and put up four straight points to make it an extra set. And Lutheran won. Like, oh my goodness. That's volleyball. <laughs> That's volleyball. You don't get the job done. You but give Buck, you the team momentum. But, uh, but one more. You get one more point. I mean, I haven't seen that many that comes down to that game point, and you were not able to finish it. I mean, it was still a great game. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed that, the pool play. But, man, it just came in my mind. This team could really beat Lutheran. Probably have another chance, Dave. Uh. <laughs> State volleyball is going to be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to that when that comes around. Anything else you'd like to say before we go, Buck? We wrap up state golf, state tennis this week, state softball this week, and four conference volleyball tournaments are wrapping up this week. That means we're we're only days from postseason in football and volleyball. It is going too fast. This, this is the last week for eight-man football regular season. Is that right? Yes. You're in playoffs next week. Just like that. I, I didn't even realize that. So does eight-man state football starts before 11-man? Yes. Okay. The eight-man brackets are 32 teams, and the 11-man brackets are 16 teams. When does the bracket come down? Does it come um, like the day after? The last yeah, day? we'll see Saturday. We'll see the eight-man bracket Saturday. You have a bold favorite? Pleasanton good? Yeah, Sandhill Stedford looks too tough for anybody around here. I like Sandhill Stedford's chances. I really do. I like their team. What about six man? Um, let's go with Cody Kilgore after their ninety-seven or <laughs> ninety-eight points the other day. <laughs> yeah. They've been here for the six-man state championship in the last few years, and it looks like they might come back. <laughs> Although they're not, they're only rated like fourth in the state. I like teams that have had history that have been here before, so I'll hang with Cody Kilgore for a day or two. All right, we'll see. There you have it. Thank you all for continuing to listening to the Hub Sports Podcast. Send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear from us. We want some feedback. So email us at sports at the com. Follow us on Twitter at the Hub Sports Blog. Or follow me on Twitter at underscore D-A underscore P-I-S-T-O-L, the pistol. Or follow Buck at the Hub Sports underscore Mahoney. Thank you all for listening to the Hub Sports Podcast, and we will see you next time.